This is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. Today we're joined by two MRU students as we share personal stories and experiences about finding your place in university no matter what it is. The transition into university can be rough to say the least. I think we've all had our fair share of looking around and not knowing what the hell is going on. Whether you're moving out of your parents' basement or to a different city, finding new friends, joining clubs, trying out for sports teams, or even just finding your way to class, it can be overwhelming attempting to navigate this world, especially on your own. In this episode, Jazz and I hope to alleviate some of your stress by showing that you are not alone. With the help of our friends Parker Galesloot and Amira Azmi, we hope to give you a few laughs as we go back in time and reminisce the good old days. So grab a drink because we'll be here for a while. I guess this is just like your official, you know, welcome. That is such an honor. Like, thank you for thinking of me. I'm happy to be a part of your first show. Yeah. Well, I think we're just going to get right into it today. I know both of you came from outside of the city. Um, You're both from, well, Jasmine's from Edmonton. Parker, you're from Red Deer. And it honestly must be very difficult coming from outside cities to Calgary. So how would you describe the transition of moving from Red Deer to Calgary, especially living on residence? Um, it like, it's just, uh, you realize how much bigger the city is, you know, like you go from a population of 100,000 to 1.4 million people. It's just, you realize there's so many more opportunities, things to do, and just different types of people. Like, You've got crazy people. You've got like, you know, the like furries exist. You know, we don't got those in Red Deer. Come to Calgary and you're like, oh shit, all right. Like, it's just, it's just such a melting pot of people. And like, and it like, it's so much more diverse here. You know, like at my school, there was hardly any people of color. And here, Mount Royal has tons of it. And so it's just so awesome to be like exposed to a more diverse cult, like um, diversity, I guess, right? You know, I can't say I've ever seen a furry in Calgary. Um, but what Parker, where did you see a furry? They're always just like walking along with their tails out. I'm just like, meow. Have you ever meowed at one of them? <laughs> no, I've thought about it. <laughs> Parker, it seems as though everyone knows who you are. Having met you through mutual friends at a party, which I barely remember, I'm surprised that such a short interaction led us to becoming such quick friends. But as we all know, picking and choosing friends in university can be quite a challenge. So through your university experience thus far, what have you learned about how to find your people? Honestly, I kind of like made a lot of like a lot of acquaintances, like I met a lot of people right off the bat. And then I felt like throughout the, cause it was kind of that excitement. You meet all these people. And at first you're like, oh my God, look at all these crazy new friends. And you kind of like chat with all of them for like the first like month and a bit. And then after that, you kind of slowly like diluted a little bit, you know, you kind of start going through the ranks. Cause once you get more comfortable, like you're more comfortable in the city, you're more comfortable in university. And now you're like, oh, you know what, this girl is actually batshit crazy. Or you're like, you know what, you're kind of cool. And then, like, there's some people that, like, oh, that was just somebody I met at a party. We're not actually friends. And so, like, after the initial excitement happens, you kind of start, there's just those natural relationships with those people that you continue to talk to more regularly and that's more easy to talk to rather than those people that you literally never talk to. So, like, 
in my experience, at least, it's a, it's a very natural process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Parker, you and I had a very similar friend group at the beginning. I think we met through a friend we're no longer very much in contact with. <laughs> but as an extrovert yourself, I, I can totally understand you find it super easy to connect to people. But do you have any friends who are introverts? And if so, how do you kind of help them come out of their shell? <laughs> I just bring them with me. <laughs> That's a simple response. I'm just like, I'm like, you're coming with. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, too late. And then, you know, it just, the, the biggest thing with introverts is they're not afraid of people. They're not afraid of going out. They just need time to warm up. That's the biggest thing with them. They need time to become comfortable on their own terms. You know, you can't force an introvert to do anything they don't want to do. Like half my family is introverts. I've grown up with it, you know, and like there's not very many people who share like even our three personalities, like all three of us are pretty outgoing. There's a lot of people who need time to like kind of convince themselves and work up to it, you know, so it's just learning to be patient and just be like, hey, come with me, but at your own pace and we're going to have fun, I promise. But like not kind of imposing like activities or like partying or but also mm-hmm. to have fun. <laughs> Parker, I feel like you're always having fun, you know, and, you know, discussing you being an open person, you are a proud and open member of the LGBTQ community. Um, And we thought you might be able to tell us a little bit about, you know, if you're comfortable, your coming out experience, as well as your journey to finding where you seemingly fit in at MRU. Yeah, well, like, honestly, my coming out experience isn't that exciting. I like was never really in the closet. Like I was, I'm very blessed to have a really accepting family and a really accepting friend group. So I, I know I'm definitely one of the minority, but like I, my coming out was incredibly seamless. Like nothing changed. I didn't lose any friends. I had no hardships. It was just like, even in Red Deer, like all my friends were super chill with it. Like all like the guys, the girls, like it was just like, it was just who I am, you know, like I'm Parker nothing changed because I like all of a sudden was like, oh, here's a label, you know? Like, and I think that's what people, they put too much pressure on the label and they put too much pressure on maybe thinking they need to make that a personality trait or like, oh, I'm gay, I have to do this. Or I'm gay, I can't do this. I'm gay, I can't be a part of that. Or, oh, I'm afraid to do this because I'm gay, you know? And I like, I hate all of that. So I kind of took all of that like away in my experience. And I was like, no, I'm gonna like do this because I'm Parker, like it doesn't matter if I like boys, if I like girls, you know, like, I don't know, like, to me, that's my biggest thing is your, your like sexuality doesn't open up any new doors for you. And it doesn't close any for you, you know? So I like, that's, that's my biggest thing. And I I know definitely when your family doesn't support it, it's a whole different scenario. And I know it's way harder to have that confidence and to be like proud about it. And you're going to have so much nervousness, but I think when you find the confidence in yourself and who you are, the sky's the limit. I do think that one thing to touch on is that in university, you meet people here and there. Like that's what you mentioned at the beginning. And with you, Parker, personally, you're someone who I have just met at functions. Like, yes, we had a class together and I probably like gave you a couple looks, laughed at your jokes. But in reality, I never really, really, really got to deep down know you like maybe Emma does or maybe like how your friends do. And I do think that that's a part of university is like navigating through these friendships that you're like, 
okay, maybe I do see you every day in my class. Do you have anything to say about that? No. So like that to me is one of the biggest differences between high school and university, you know, high, high school, you are, you kind of like function off of seeing your friends every day and you're getting that validity that these are your friends. Cause then if you're like, if you don't see them for a few days, you're like, Oh, are me and Emma still good? Like, you know, you see them every day. You're like, Oh, I love you. Like, Hey bestie, you let's hang out at lunch. Right. You're, and so you kind of go from having your friend groups and these friends that you see and hang out with every day to university where you learn, you don't need to see your friend every day or every week for that matter. You're going to create like better bonds and connections with these people because you're maturing and you're growing older. And to me, like, that's something I love because it takes, like, I feel like that was a really big insecurity of mine in high school was like, are we still friends? Like, are we like still good? And just like needing that constant like validity, right? So like coming to university where I just feel much more secure in my friendships, more confidence and just like, you're just more genuine, you know? And you like, like Jasmine was saying, like, we've only like hung out like a few times, but yeah, I still, I love Jasmine. Like I love seeing her on Instagram and Snapchat and chatting with her and I can't wait to like see her again. But like, just cause I haven't seen her in a while doesn't mean we're not friends anymore, you know? And I still consider her like a good friend, you know? Me and Emma don't like, cause everything's online, we don't see each other that much, but she's still a good friend of mine, you know? So I think that's one of the, one of my favorite things, you know, is like just that maturing from like high school to university that way just kind of touching on what Parker's saying, you know, you don't need to see your friends every day. And sometimes, you know, you make connections at the beginning that you don't necessarily carry on forward, or you, you know, you meet people at the beginning that you don't really truly become friends with until later on. And I feel like that's a massive part of growing up and kind of going into university too. And I feel like Parker, could you touch on friend friendship transition from high school to university? Do you still stay in contact with a lot of your high school friends or how do you feel about that? So, you know, it's actually kind of hilarious in my experience, my like first year of like university, I definitely like didn't like stay as connected with many of my high school friends. And like, there's definitely like a few that I stay pretty close with, but a lot of them it's not that and we never had falling out like there's no like we just kind of like stopped talking but now in my second year I'm like talking to all of them again and I'm talking to my middle school friends again and it's so like it's as I'm growing up and maturing we're like reconnecting I think for me the biggest thing is like maturing you know like I feel like university was a huge maturity growth for me and like learning how to balance life and friends and like you don't need all of this validity for like your own confidence and for your own like self-assurance, you know, like you're amazing and awesome just the way you are. And you don't need to like get that from anybody else. Personally being kind of like a people pleaser and trying to fit in and kind of floating around friend groups in high school. When I came to university, I had a really different experience. And I think part of it was because I moved in with three girls who I had never met in my whole life. And I could probably start crying right now because I miss them so much and how much I appreciate them. And I think that that's one thing that really had an impact on me because at university, it's like, who the heck are you? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're gay or straight, if you're like religious or not like it literally does not matter and for me it was like the biggest wake-up call was like no one gives a shit like no one cares who you are 
like be it's yourself. like a big reset you know yeah, yeah it's like completely you know like nobody knows about you know like whatever you did accidentally in grade nine gym class you know nobody cares that you failed social studies in grade 11 like whatever like nobody knows about that nobody's like knows your past or judging you or they're like you didn't date this person's boyfriend yet or you didn't date like you didn't do this and this like just all of that drama all of that negativity that might be weighing on your mind subconsciously or stuff that keeps you up at night you can kind of set that all aside and in a sense like restart you know like focus on yourself and regrow those relationships and create those meaningful like relationships and memories even if you do meet people in university and you do feel like you embarrass yourself at points there are there's the complete possibility you will never see that person again or that will never get brought up you know so many things are so embarrassing in university that you do everybody's trying to figure it out especially in first year and there's the chance that you will never meet those people again so you know it's it really important to until the couple times later exactly it's like it takes you six times to remember someone sometimes so it's it's really important to step out of, it's really important to step out of your comfort zone and sometimes make those mistakes and sometimes make those decisions that you'd be very embarrassed about I think because it at the end of the day it doesn't matter as long as you find your group of people um and you're comfortable with them and you're you don't like don't set yourself up to find one group of people. You're gonna find multiple groups of people. You're gonna fit in here. You're gonna fit in there. You're gonna fit in with one person here, a couple different people here. You're gonna have such polar opposite groups. And I think that's what I love so much about universities. Like you're, there's no longer that kind of class system that high school had. You know, there's no longer the populars and the jocks and the sporty kids and the blah blah. No university that doesn't exist. And I love that. Like you can be part of anything and anyone. And literally nobody could care less or care. Nobody could care at all, you know? Yeah. And I love that. A hundred percent. I do really appreciate that conversation that we just had. I feel like it would be really great advice for someone who's like new to university or new to a friend group or new to a club. Like, and well, even especially, today. especially all the first years who just did their first year online. They have no idea what university's like. They're going to walk into like campus next year and be like, oh, but like, <laughs> Like, you know, like, I can imagine doing my first year online. I just <laughs> hate that. I just want to say thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thanks, Amira, for joining us today. We're really looking forward to chatting with you. I just wanted to say I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Amira, you and I met on the first or second day of orientation, and I was like a deer in headlights, and you were an angel that descended upon the heavens for me. I remember asking you for so much advice on math courses and science courses, because there's a reason I went into journalism, and it's because I have no clue what math is. When you were a first-year student, can you tell us about how you tried to connect with your fellow classmates? Oh, God. Okay. Um, so first year was like three years ago. Kind of crazy. Um, so when I first got to Mount Royal, obviously, like I am not from Calgary. So it was a little bit harder because I really did not know anyone. I was put into an apartment with three people who I did not know at all because I lived in residence. Um, I'm a first generation student, so I didn't really know how anything worked. Um, and I just honestly, it was, I went in blind. I really did. Um, I tried my best to like navigate through the school because it was like 
it's a small school, but it was bigger than what I expected it to be because uh, I'm from a small town. I think the one thing that I did that really helped me out the most was honestly just stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm naturally like a pretty introverted person. Um, but I think stepping out of my comfort zone was the one thing that I did that kind of helped me out a lot. Um, you know, I'm meeting people from like all different disciplines, you know, taking advantage of those gen ed courses to like meet new people. So you're not stuck in that same bubble for ever. Um, I think is, is definitely like the biggest thing that helped me out. How would you say you did that? I think just, you know, getting advice from, from other students. I had a roommate who was like, thankfully I had a roommate who was older than me. So she was in her third year when I was in my first and she kind of like told me that, Hey, you know, we have these things called gen eds and in those courses, you're kind of in a mix of like different people. So, you know, branch out a little bit, you know, step out of your comfort zone. It's not like I'm a science student first of all. So it's like my comfort zone is within the sciences. So I could have stayed in like my biology classes and like kept my friends from there. But, you know, going out and like trying all these different courses, taking advantage of something that was mandatory for me to do. And I made it fun, you know, making friends in those courses, just sitting next to someone who you don't know, or sitting in the front of the class. So someone like will eventually sit next to you and striking up conversations. It's scary at first, but I think a lot of first years don't realize that like every other person is in the same boat as you. So, you know, you you might feel super awkward, but so is the next person. So it's like, if you're awkward together, then is it really that awkward? I applaud you for that because going into those gen ed courses is terrifying sometimes because you've got kids from all angles and all aspects of like walks of life, really. And it can be scary to just sit down next to someone and hope that a friendship occurs (laughs) especially you know I totally agree with you Jazz because I walked into my first my first class ever was a gen ed and I walked in 15 minutes late and I wanted to cry um (laughs) I wanted to cry because it was really scary and really intimidating but you learn to make friends quickly and that's great that you know as an introvert you were able to step out of your comfort zone we're aware that you participate in a lot of clubs and activities So are you able to tell us a little bit more about your involvement and why you choose to participate? Okay, so it's going to be a pretty long list, so bear with me. Um, I'm currently serving as one of the co-presidents of the Women in Science and Technology Club. Um, It's a new SAMRU ratified club. Um, It's awesome. Um, If you're hearing this and you're in science, come join us. Um, I'm also going to be the director of personal development for the, let me get this right, it's the EDI Science Students Affiliation, which is going to be a new club on campus. I also do a lot of work with the um, MAPS Mentorship Program, which some people may be familiar with. Um, It's basically a mentorship program where if you're a first-year student, you get matched up with a mentor who is in your degree program in your major, who is like a second or third year or higher. So you kind of get that like one-to-one connection with like someone who knows exactly what you're going through. I'm also a learning peer with the peer learning program. I used to volunteer with the International Student Support Center. Um, And then I'm just here and there, NSO, NSR, things like that. Whatever a prof needs me, I'm there. I have a hard time saying no. So I'm just kind of bouncing around everywhere, wherever anyone needs me. That is seriously an awesome list and will benefit you in your future for sure, for sure. (laughs) Holy crap. I wish I was that involved. Like, I really do commend you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's really fun, you know, and and you asked me, like, how how I got involved with those clubs. Um, I think, again, it just goes back to making those connections with people. 
um, I think it started off as me kind of signing up for whatever opportunity was available. You know, NSO calls for volunteers every year. So just one year, I was like, hey, why not, you know, sign up for to be a volunteer orientation. So I was placed um, as a student leader in orientation, which is super cool. And from there, it kind of just snowballed. Um, I kept signing up for things. I started with the International Student Support Center because I thought what they were doing was super cool. So I, that's how I got to connect with a lot of international students and exchange students. Um, and there's some of my really good friends to this day, which is awesome. I know you touched on it a little and said a couple of these people are still friends with you to this day, but how has your involvement helped build friendships and connections through MRU? I think it's just, you know, having that experience, the people who come to Mount Royal, like, especially if they are taking advantage of these, how do I describe them? These like helplines or like places where they can get assistance, right? They're usually not familiar with like campus culture or just the campus in general. And if, they see a friendly face who can assist them. I think that's kind of what people latch on to, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm always looking for new people to talk to. I think, I think talking to people is like, I don't know, I like talking to people, they're super interesting. And it's like, people from everywhere have different like experiences. So I think with, especially with the International Student Support Center, that was the one place where I could like, I know for sure everyone had a different thing to say. So, you know, like getting involved in these kinds of things meeting new people I think kind of helps you one it helped me a lot um, with building my confidence with number two building connections with people building relationships um, and you know just being able to talk and build relationships with people I think is it's what like all of my volunteer experiences have have given me and that's essentially how I've managed to build all these relationships and friendships with people you definitely have me really just hooked on this idea just I'm really impressed because in high school I was someone who was in the leadership program I was doing that on top of competitive dance I was you know an honor student I was doing all these things and then I came to MRU and I've literally just been doing school (laughs) and like this is kind of like the first thing that we've taken on that wasn't for me mandatory like starting this podcast and it's finally given me like excitement and I'm like I'm such a people person that MRU is almost like too small for me that I'm like where where's all the you know like student activities like it's almost like kind of lacking and I like remember I went on this hike at the beginning of last year and this random guy drove me and my roommate and I was like ranting to him about how I wish MRU had more like big opportunities to like be involved or like big events and things like that turns out he's like the chair on samru i'm oh, like wow. <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome but he was like this is good to know like thank you but i just i'm so impressed that someone like you who like you said like any of us we go into mru we're first year students how would you have ever thought that you would have ended up here absolutely not no it's it's honestly like such a great experience and like you know, I'm very thankful for all the opportunities that Mount Royal has given me. You know, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm a first generation student. I have I've had absolutely no idea how to do this whole university thing before this. Um, my parents didn't go to college. My grandparents, like I'm the first one in my family to go to university. And it's like having these opportunities literally right in front of me, you know, it's like I would, I would be like foolish to not just grab them up and go. And that's so great too, especially 
you know, like Jasmine was saying, in, in high school, it feels like you've built your place up at the end of grade 12. And then you have to start all over again. Once you get into university, it's like, fresh start, new blank page. And it's so intimidating. It's so scary. And, you know, I had no clue. I feel like everyone kind of has no clue. And that's the big emphasis on it, you know, which leads into our next question. What advice would you give to first years who are intimidated by the idea of having to fit in, especially surrounded by like a sea of all these older people who are more experienced than you are? Um, since this is like a very MRU-based podcast, I'm going to say it's kind of for the MAPS program. Like, I'm going to plug the MAPS program. Like, I love it. I'm such a big fan. I think Mount Royal has a lot of opportunities for first years um, to you know, get to know their place um, within our campus culture, within our campus community. And MAPS is a great way to start, you know, getting to know, like, the upper years in your program. You know, someone who may not know, like, the stresses of like, you know, first year in X program, like they won't know where to give you, like they, they don't know where to start to give you advice. So, you know, the MAPS program is a really great way for first years to kind of, you know, find their way within their program, see like the different, like see how their mentor kind of like navigated through their program within, like when they were in first year, that kind of thing. And number two, again, like going back to the opportunities that Mount Royal has, like take advantage of those. I don't think first years know enough about about the opportunities that Mount Royal has available, you know, join clubs. You know, that was one thing that I didn't take advantage of in first year, and I wish I did, because through clubs, like you can meet people who have your interests. Who it might not necessarily be your major. Like there's, I think there's like a running club or something at Mount Royal where you just kind of go on runs with people, which is like if that's something you're into, like go for it. You know, they don't have a running major, so might as well join a club for it. Um, you know, just taking advantage of it. If you live in Res, that's amazing take advantage of it like meet the people on your floor like Emma you know like my best friends now are people that I just randomly met in my first year who lived on my floor <laughs> you know so those those are the kind of things that and I think first years can and should take advantage of you know to make their transition to university like a smoother one and you know as someone who didn't live on res in first year it was really nice being able to kind of reach out and have a place to crash at <laughs> Yeah. When I'd come home from the bars at MRU and be able to kind of reach out to people who, you know, live yeah. on res and be able to connect with them. But, sure. you know, you won't ever catch me at the running club. I will not lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that really leads us into our last question. Finally, how would you describe the comfort of finding your niche? Wow, that is a loaded question. But um, it's... I think it's it's comforting in the sense that like it took a while but you know finally knowing like what you excel in you know so um I think I kind of started to realize this like like in the academic sense just last year um I did my first two years in Mount Royal just you know focusing on the sciences um and then last year I picked up a minor uh completely not related to health sciences my minor is actually in women's and gender studies um, and I love it. I have, I'm having such a great time um, in those classes. Um, and I think they actually, even though they're unrelated to my major, um, I think it complements health sciences really well because I feel like to work in, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards a career in healthcare. And I think that interdisciplinary study is really important to work in healthcare. So I really like it. And I think that's my niche to kind of put those two things together. And I think anyone who knows me kind of knows that like those two subjects kind of 
put together is kind of perfect for the person that I am, you know? So like with, especially with the clubs that I do, I think there's a very specific niche in those clubs. Um, and it's actually just, you know, promoting the visibility of marginalized communities, especially within like the women in science and tech, um, the EDI group that I work with, um, when I do my maps, um, I'm not mentor mentorship thing. I actually requested for students who are of color or of like a religious, uh, visible religious minority um, because I resonated with them. So, you know, I think my finding my niche kind of was, you know, working with those groups and kind of finding ways to expand that into, you know, what I'm studying into like the kind of person that I'm trying to become. Um, and it's comforting. It really is because, you know, throughout high school, it was it was difficult to find that niche because there wasn't like I grew up in Fort Mac of all places like um, it's hard to find you know outlets for for me to express that need to kind of be in that space and once I came to Mount Royal you know took three years but I'm finally happy in this position where like where I am as a student and as like someone who is really involved in the community so um, I take a lot of, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I take a lot of comfort in it. You've brought a lot of insight to and touched on a lot of topics that I can totally agree with. It's really hard coming into first year because you don't feel like you know anybody, but in reality, you're almost the same as everybody because no one knows what they're doing. So thank you for touching on that. Again, like, thank you for having me on here. I'm, I was very excited when Emma texted me like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? I'm like, this is super cool. That was Parker, Gail, Sloot, and Amir Azmi. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krachuk, and my co-host is Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes. Our show theme is from DJ Dine and Dash. Special thanks again to these students for joining us and sharing their stories about finding your people and place during university. Join us next time for another episode of Happy Hour. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>